0: Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests and providing some entertainment to start your workday. All right, everybody. How many of you out there have independent contractors or consultants who you treat as vendors? You give them 1099s at the end of the year, not W-2s. And you're ignoring all of the developments that have happened over the last several years that make it next to impossible to properly classify someone as a contractor or a consultant or a vendor. I know there are many of you out there because you call me and you say things to me like, but Jen, She's coming back from pregnancy leave and she only wants to work part-time. Can I make her a 1099-er? Or Jen, he retired last year. He doesn't want to work much and he doesn't want to mess with his social security. So could I just go ahead and pay him as an independent consultant? All right, folks, it didn't work that way. And let me tell you why you need to care. When you classify someone as a contractor or a vendor or a consultant, in other words, as a non-employee, they don't get certain benefits, right? They're not getting a regular paycheck. They're not paying into Social Security. They're not getting California healthy family, healthy workplace sick leave. They're not covered by your health plans or your benefit programs. Now, many of those individuals don't care. Because they're happy, they're figuring, I'll pay my taxes April next, and I'm just not worried about it. You know, who cares though? The government. Because not only are those individuals losing benefits, the state and the federal government and the county and the city, they aren't getting the taxes that you pay for your employees. So, several years ago, The Internal Revenue Service and the California Franchise Tax Board and the California Employment Development Department and the California Workers' Compensation Appeals Board and just about every other state agency like that in other locations, right, this is not a California issue, said we got to do something about independent contractors. We just think a lot of people are misclassified. So there was a lot of rigmarole about this and in fact early in my career I started doing a bunch of EDD audits classification audits where the EDD will contact an employer and say all right we want to look at all the folks who receive 1099s. Now let me stop there for a minute make sure you get what we're talking about. If you hire my law firm Shaw Law Group to provide services to you you're hiring an entity You're not hiring an individual right you're hiring the law firm shaw law group and we have a bunch of amazing people who work here and you would get to work with many of us right but if you just hire me as jennifer shaw lawyer and i don't have a law firm i just got out of law school i can't find a job and i want you to give me a job i'm an employee i don't meet the requirements for independent contractor status now Some of you are thinking, okay, okay, but how does anyone ever complain about this? How does it even come up? Here's how, two ways. First thing that happens is you hire me out of law school to be your independent contractor lawyer, and I'm not very good at my job. So you decide after a year that you don't want me to work for you anymore. So I go apply for unemployment. And when you get the notice from the Employment Development Department, you say, wait a bloody minute. She's not an employee. She's a contractor. And the minute you do that, the EDD will audit you. And they will say, great, give us three years of payroll records, bank records, 1099 records, W-2 records. Describe for us what all these 1099 folks did. And you know what the number one thing is they'll get you on? Is that your 1099s are issued to a social security number and not to a federal taxpayer ID number. Because individuals have social security numbers, folks. Companies, organizations have FEINs, Federal Employer Identification Numbers. So as if that wasn't complicated enough, back in 2018, the California Supreme Court issued a decision called Dynamics or Dynamax. I'm not sure how you properly pronounce it. People have different perspectives, but here's the deal. In that case, the court came up with what it called the ABC test. Now, I wish the ABC test had some relation to A, B, and C because it'd be easier to remember, but it doesn't. What the court said is that under the ABC test, which, by the way, has been adopted in many other states and jurisdictions, A worker is an employee. They are presumed to be an employee. In other words, it's your burden to prove they're not an employee, unless you can prove. You, the what's called hiring entity or principal, right? The organization can prove. The number one, A, the worker is free from the control and direction of you in connection with the work they do, not only under the the contract as written, which of course you must have a written agreement, but in fact, so if you give someone a desk and a phone and you tell them to be there at eight o'clock and you give them business cards, they are not a contractor. They are not a vendor. They are not a consultant. And they have to perform work that is outside the usual course of your business. So if you're a law firm and you hire a lawyer as a contract lawyer, and many law firms do this, it doesn't work. They're your employee. They might be a project-based employee. They might be a part-time employee. They're not a contractor, right? And the last requirement, C, so you got A, they're free from your control and direction. B, they perform work that's outside of what you normally do. And C, they're customarily engaged in a pre-existing trade, occupation, or business of the same nature that is involved in the work they're doing for you or the services they're performing for you. Okay, that's the ABC test. Now, it's hard to satisfy, right? And what the court did in Dynamex or Dynamics is they went through all of the permutations of A, B, and C and they said, look, basically, it's going to be hard to prove that somebody is an independent contractor. Well, after that case, the California legislature introduced AB5, Assembly Bill 5. And the governor signed it into law in September 2019, it became effective on January 1 of 2020. And what AB5 did was say, hey, you know what, we like the ABC test so much that we're going to require you employers to use it. If workers are classified as contractors for purposes of the labor code, the unemployment insurance code, because the second way that this comes up, I told you the first way, right? You say you don't need their services anymore, they apply for unemployment. Second way is they get hurt and they go to the Workers' Compensation Appeals Board and they wanna file for wage replacement benefits and training. And you say, wait, 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 they're a contractor. They're not entitled to workers' compensation benefits. Welcome to an audit. That's the second way you're gonna get audited. So the legislature says, hey, we love this case so much that we're going to require it to be used anytime there's a question of classification under the labor code, the unemployment insurance code, and also under the industrial welfare commission's wage orders. Every profession an occupation and industry has an applicable wage order. All right. So the legislature said, we love the dynamics decision and we're going to make sure it stays around forever. So we're going to enact AB5. Now, AB-5 doesn't have to apply in all situations. There are some cases where the agency, whether it's the EDD or the Franchise Tax Board, will use what's called the Borrello Test. The Borrello Test was another California Supreme Court test established in a case called S.G. Borrello & Sons, Inc. versus the Department of Industrial Relations. Remember, the Department of Industrial Relations is the umbrella agency for the Workers' Compensation Appeals Board and the Labor Commissioner's Office, the Division of Labor Standards Enforcement, among others. So anyway, in Borrello, there's what we call a multi-factor test. None of the factors are dispositive. It's not like the ABC test where you have to have A, B, and C. But the factors are very similar. if you google the multi-factor Borello test you'll see things like well um does the principal the hiring entity provide the tools do they tell the people what time to come to work are they paid by the time or by the job um can the worker hire their own employees it's the same way of getting to the abc test but it's a multi-factor test because the court said you've got to consider all of these factors and none of the factors are determinative okay now understand that both the borello test and the abc test assume that the worker is an employee and it is your job to prove that they're an independent contractor the abc test is supposed to make it easier to determine in advance whether someone is an independent contractor. And I actually think it does. Now, it's a higher standard, but it's a lot less loosey-goosey than the Borello test, which, as I said, because it's not a single factor test, you've got to look at all of these elements. There could be a different analysis in many different cases. Okay, so why do you care about this? because there is a huge penalty for misclassifying workers as contractors. $25,000 under Labor Code Section 226.8 for each willful classification of individuals as contractors. And then there are also additional problems you have, because, of course, if you treat someone as a contractor, you have not paid them overtime right if they're non-exempt they're entitled to overtime you haven't given them applicable rest breaks and meal periods whether they're exempt or non-exempt you haven't given them a proper wage statement itemized wage statement because if you treat someone as a contractor you don't give them a wage statement right you just give them a 1099. so there are significant penalties and i still get so much pushback from clients in this area but jen they want to be a contractor we want them to be a contractor. Isn't that enough? No, it's not enough. It used to be relevant, but not anymore. At this point, it's all about the ABC test or maybe the Borello multifactor test. There are a lot of permutations of how we're going to apply the ABC test or the Borello test. But the big picture I want you to understand is remember, somebody can be an employee of mcdonald's and burger king and yo-yo yogurt at the same time so if somebody tells you well i'm already employed by acme corporation great you can be my employee too don't fall for that you're the one who's going to be holding the bag as the employer if you get this wrong and yes people will tell you well then i don't want to work with you if you won't make me a contractor well you know what i say Great, good riddance, because what else are you going to do? What other corner are you going to cut in my business? You should want me to be on this straight and narrow. You should want me to do what's right. And if you know that you're clearly not a contractor, I've told you the requirements for being a contractor, and we know the worker doesn't meet those requirements, you're taking a huge risk if you go forward. Now, I am only here to give you information. There's no judgment. If you want to keep all your independent contractors, no problem, I get it. But I want you to know what the risks are directly and in the most straightforward way possible. It is gonna be almost impossible for you to retain the services of an individual and have them truly be properly classified as an independent contractor. So I think you should audit anyone you're giving a 1099 to and really do a thorough analysis of whether those folks are properly classified because dollars to donuts, they are not. Thank you for joining me today on Workplace Wake Up. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us with questions, comments, and concerns at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.